Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, this is Minister T, and uh, we're going to get started uh, shortly in about uh, three minutes, so if you hear a pause, uh, we will uh, return back to the call. Again, this is the Bridge Network, and you're joining our Monday night Bible study uh, at 7.30 Central Time, and uh, we're going to get short uh, started shortly uh, as we begin our lesson on uh, this September 28th day. Uh, so, again, we'll be getting started shortly uh, in a few more minutes. Uh, again, this is the British Network, and this is Minister T. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is Minister T, and you have connected with the Bridge Network International for our Monday night Bible study at 7.30 Central Time. We're glad that you can join us. This call is being recorded. So if you'd like to check it out again, recap it, uh, it will be available to you on TalkShoe Radio, and you can reach that at www.talkshoe.com. And if you put in a search and you put in the Bridge Network or you can put in Minister T1, you'll be able to find all of our archives uh, that we have recorded over the years. So there's some great uh, recordings that we have out there in several series that we have been uh, going through probably for the past uh, at least four years. So. We have a lot of a wealth of information out there for you, so uh, any time you want to go back and just hear some of our studies, please uh, do. Again, this is the British Network, and we are in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, you can come and worship with us at 1.30 on Sundays at the Bridge, 5655 South University, uh, at the University Church. We're in the second floor upper room, and you can come and join us 
And as well, you can always join us uh, for our morning prayer calls uh, that we have Monday through Friday at uh, 7.30 a.m. And you can reach us at 559-726-1000. And the code is 304-585. And then, of course, on Monday nights, you can catch us at 7.30 p.m. And you can call in at 724-444-7444. And the code is 135209. So, again, we're glad that you can join us on tonight. Um, We were uh, on a little hiatus for a couple of weeks, uh, finishing up our series, our leadership series. We went through this leadership series just talking about leadership and how, we are all leaders in some way, form, or fashion, not necessarily always on the pulpit, not necessarily always that evangelist that's out on the corner declaring the word of the Lord, but we are also leaders in our family, that there are people looking up to us, um, that looking to us uh, for answers, looking to us to be an example. So we talked about leadership and how to be a strong leader in that respect, and I believe we received some wonderful nuggets that we can apply as leaders as we continue to grow in the Lord. So now we're moving to another uh, study, uh, and we will begin an introductory. I actually have uh, materials that are on the way, but I was able to kind of identify some introductory materials to really get us into the study. I think it is important that as we operate uh, in the kingdom of God, that we also understand and learn how to operate in spiritual gifts. And so we're going to be talking about spiritual gifts. I think it's important that once you identify your spiritual gift, then you will find yourself being able then to operate in uh, what God has called you to do because it will bring you clarity. It will help you to recognize that the things that you may do uh, just out of habit or do because it just comes to you, that these are actually gifts that are designed for you to use in the body of Christ. And when we're able to really recognize our gifts, then we're able to apply them effectively and efficiently and really understand where we're supposed to be. Many times I think we kind of sit on the sidelines and we kind of, you know, either wait on somebody else to do it or we sit on the sidelines and maybe fear of operating in our spiritual gifts or fear because we don't recognize the spiritual gift and we're fearful to actually do something because we're afraid that we may make a mistake. So we're going to jump into really understanding about spiritual gifts and talking about how spiritual gifts work in God's service and understand that in spiritual gifts we are led by the Spirit and as we're led by the Spirit there's some things that then we do not have to worry about when it comes to uh, messing up as sometimes we think that we do uh, or either not really understanding what we're supposed to do in hearing from God. So we're praying on tonight that uh, we can really begin to dive into this and uh, there is going to be um, a part of this study 
that will be really an assessment that you know you can do on your own. I I began my assessment, so I'll share some of the things that I have on tonight. But uh, definitely, we'll open up the lines uh, for others to uh, partake in in the conversation. Um, so I'm going to start out with a word of prayer, and then we're going to move straight into our study on tonight. Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name and thank you for this opportunity to uh, study your word. And Lord God, as we begin this series, we pray that we are open to hear you and really understanding and discovering the gifts and gifts that you have given us that it may impact the church, that it may impact our communities the gift that you have given us and the passion that we have in our hearts to understand our calling and be able to operate in that. And we pray and ask that the Holy Spirit will reveal these gifts as we go through the study and that when we discover these gifts to realize that we are to operate in them and that we may have the joy and have the excitement and intensity to grow and develop in faith and love in Christ so that we can mature in our gifts that it may be used for the body of Christ. So we thank you on tonight as you begin to reveal to us what we have passion for and that what we have love for, that we recognize that these spiritual gifts that you have preordained for our lives is to help us to grow and to work in the body of Christ and to be a part of that body. So we thank you now. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to jump right in. I, I want to start, uh, of course, with uh, um, a scripture, and I really want to uh, kind of really look at, and if we can, uh, really dive into uh, uh, actually looking at um, some of chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians uh, and then kind of jumping over to chapter 14, which is really our focus of 14 and 1. But I, as I was studying, I was really looking at how this this really begins uh, kind of in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. So if you have your Bibles or you want to go and get your Bibles, I am going to be reading uh, from the New Living Translation and kind of reading uh, parts of this uh, this uh, this uh, scripture. Um, so I'm in First Corinthians chapter 12, and we're gonna, and I'm going to kind of talk through this, and then after that we're going to go into kind of an assessment part, which will be a little bit more an opportunity for us to open up and to kind of analyze some things. Uh, so you might want to get some paper. Uh, as we do that and something to write with. Um, so First Corinthians chapter 12, in my uh, Bible, it actually is titled Spiritual Gifts. And, and it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, I will write about the spiritual abilities the Holy Spirit gives each of us, for I must correct your misunderstanding about them. So right now, as um, 
as the people of Corinth are being addressed right in this in this part of the scripture it identifies that uh, that there are spiritual abilities that the Holy Spirit gives each of us. So so that we have a clarity and an understanding. You know, sometimes I think when we look at others and we might see or feel that people, other people are, are more elevated than us, um, we have Paul writing to the Church of Corinth and saying, first let me say that, um, that and talk about spiritual abilities that the Holy Spirit gives each of us. So that 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 is a key thing to understand that each of us have uh, uh, special abilities through the Holy Spirit, and and so that we don't have a misunderstanding to think that somebody has something. Well, I don't have that. Well, it could be that you don't operate in that, but that does not mean that you don't have a special ability through the Holy Spirit. So even in understanding that, uh, as we go through the study, to really now discover what that special uh, gift is, what those special abilities are as we go into that. So as we, we move into this and really having a purpose uh, for this study, that purpose would be to understand what uh, those gifts are. And as we continue to read this, we'll find out why we need these special abilities. So he continues on and he says, you know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know how to discern what is truly from God. No one speaking by the Spirit of God can curse Jesus, and no one is able to say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So he, even in that, he has said something very impactful, um, that to be able just to say Jesus is Lord uh, means that we are led by the Holy Spirit, that it does not just come out of us. It is the Holy Spirit that speaks to us and that declares that. And, and in fact, I remember Jesus speaking to Peter, and he was asking, uh, you know, who do men say that I am? And, and all of them start saying, oh, you are, you are, uh, you are, uh, you know, some say that you are uh, John the Baptist, and some say that you're this, and some say that you're Apollos, and and so he's, and so then he, you know, he's asking, he's, and he looked at Peter, and he says, well, who do you say I am? And he said that you are the Christ, and the reply that Jesus gave him was, uh, no man told you that, that that came from the Spirit of God, and so here, right here, Paul is saying that even for us to say that Jesus is Lord, uh, it is because we are led by the Spirit, which gives us even more clarity to understand, because sometimes we, you know, may say, oh, well, I don't hear the Spirit of God, or I, I don't uh, uh, recognize the Spirit of God. But if we look at this, and, and we're able to utter that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords, 
We are led by the Spirit of God that gives us that in order for us to utter that. So that's here. Then he says, now there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but it is the same Holy Spirit who is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service in the church, but it is the same Lord we are serving. There are different ways God works in our lives, but it is the same God who does the work through all of us. So here he just talks about understanding and giving us more clarity that there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, you know, but all the spiritual gifts come from the Holy Spirit. It is the source of how those spiritual gifts operate and that we serve the same Lord, which means that we're not fighting over spiritual gifts. We're not fighting and, and trying to be Trump over somebody else. Because we're serving God and we're serving the same Lord, there's no competition here. The purpose of using and being used and having our spiritual gifts to be used is not to glorify ourselves or not to glorify anybody else, but our purpose of using the spiritual gifts is to glorify the Lord, the same Lord as we worship. And so we recognize that then are different ways then for God to then work through us, which means that he may work through me differently than he works through you. But however the case, the work that is being done as God works through all of us is to be able to then utilize those spiritual gifts, which all of us are given, as a means of helping the entire church. So now we we kind of come into uh, really identifying that when we operate in spiritual gifts, we should be able to identify that if we're operating and we're doing things spiritually and operating our spiritual gifts, it is not to glorify ourselves or is not to glorify anything else but to operate and glorify God and to help the entire church. Not to help ourselves, but to help the entire church. So even in our spiritual gifts, we have to also recognize, and, you know, sometimes, I hate to see it, but sometimes, you know, you may operate in your spiritual gifts, and then you're trying to pit with those spiritual gifts. That then all of a sudden these spiritual gifts come into a financial thing for you to then benefit from them in some kind of way. And we have to be careful not to misuse what God has given us, uh, that we don't use these spiritual gifts to begin to operate in a very selfish way. So he says here to one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice, okay? To another, he gives the gift of spiritual knowledge. The Spirit gives special faith to another and to someone else. He gives the power to heal the sick. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and to another the ability to prophesy, 
he gives someone else the ability to know whether it's really the Spirit of God. Interesting. Interesting. He that that is a gift, a gift of discernment. He gives someone else the ability to know rather, rather it's really the Spirit of God. Hmm. Or another spirit that is speaking. Hmm. Okay. Still, and, and I like I like what it says. Another spirit, not the spirit of God. Notice that he said in that scripture that he gives someone else the ability to know whether it is really the spirit of God, but or he put an or or another spirit. So now we we look at understanding that we're not just talking about the spirit of God and talking about the Holy Spirit, but there are other spirits and those other spirits speak as well. So another spirit that is speaking, he says. So there you know, some of us have the gift to really recognize that when we hear a word, we might hear a prophetic word, we may hear somebody preaching, we may be hearing somebody say something, that uh, when we hear it, we immediately have the gift to pick that up and say, that's not God. That's not God. So, still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages. And another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. And so here when we start looking at and understanding what that means, notice it said unknown languages, not necessarily foreign languages, meaning Spanish and French and so forth, but unknown languages, spiritual languages, uh, that are unknown, unknown to the, the tone of what we know as French and Dutch and Spanish, um, but unknown languages, spiritual languages, and another is given the ability to interpret what's being said, which means unknown languages, spiritual languages that are being spoken, another has the ability to hear that and know and be able to interpret that unknown language, that spiritual language it is it is the one and only holy spirit that just distributes these gifts he alone decides which gift each person should have so now we see that the holy spirit is the only one that gives and distributes our gifts the gift that we have was given by the holy spirit when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And and understanding that, yeah, there are natural gifts. But then we're talking about spiritual gifts. Yeah, there are natural gifts, which I call talents. That there are talents that you have. Like I, I, I saw on a, uh, I think it was a YouTube video or a Facebook video, this, this little boy, he couldn't have been no more than two. And he was like playing Beethoven or something, you know, you know, having that that uh, talent, that uh, not a talent, but actually that ability uh, that he was born with to be able to do that, to be able to play like that. Uh, that another two-year-old might not even be able to do that. Another two-year-old just go banging on the, on the piano. But for him to be able to do that, um, we're not talking about that. I'm talking about spiritual gifts. No 
what I said before, that these are spiritual gifts that help to edify the body, that help the body of Christ. Yes, that two-year-old plan Beethoven eventually as he grows up, that, that could impact somebody and actually help the body of Christ if it is used within the the place of the body of Christ and within the church. Um, but I'm talking about spiritual gifts that specifically we have that's designed to edify and help the body of Christ. So as we know that then the Holy Spirit then distributes these holy these gifts, when we surrender ourselves, when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we ask the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. The Holy Spirit then deposits within us the and actually ignites within us. It's already in there, you know, but it's something like understanding that when you have a match, until you actually strike it, that it will actually flame up. If you never strike it, it's, it's, it's just going to be just a, a match ready to go. The same thing is with the Holy Spirit, that all of us within us have been what God has deposited us when he created us in the beginning, that we have that within us already. It is the igniting that then the Holy Spirit actually ignites, that God has already created us to be. He's already written the destiny that we have, that there is within us already, but there is the Holy Spirit that ignites it. He's, he's the, the engine starter. He he starts everything going, that thing that is laying dormant within us, that when we actually tap into the uh, a realm of acknowledging Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and beginning to surrender to his will and desiring then to be like Christ, to begin to operate uh, in what God, Christ has called us to do, then he gives us a gift. In fact, he gave the disciples when he went away. He said, I'm going to die. I'm going to go away. But one thing I want you to know is that when I go away, I'm going to send back the Holy Spirit to help you. And notice even on the uh, on the day of Pentecost, as they were praying in the upper room, you know, the the, ignite, the, the what was inside of them was already inside of them, but the ignition that they needed to go out and to preach the word of God, to go out and, and to heal, to have that spiritual power, it was the Holy Spirit that then ignited them. It said that the tongue of fires came uh, upon them, and then they began to speak in other languages, other languages to declare the word of the Lord. They began to not speak in tongues, an unknown language. They actually start speaking in other languages. So they start speaking in French and in Spanish so that everybody could get the same message at the same time. It was this spiritual gift now that they had that they were able to what? Help the church. And that's what the spiritual gifts are designed to do is to help the church. So the Holy Spirit alone gives us the gift, and he gives it to each person that we should have it. Why? So that we can work within the body of Christ. Now, the other scriptures uh, are part of the scripture, and you can go and read it yourself um, at a later time. Um, but, you know, as we move on to, like, verse uh, 12, it really talks about how there is only one body, but there are many parts. And so this really breaks down that once you acknowledge and understand that everybody has a spiritual gift and that in the time of you accepting the Lord as your Savior, beginning to then desire to operate 
in that gift that God has called you to, the Holy Spirit comes into your heart. He ignites you, and then he begins to speak to you to help you to identify where you're supposed to operate. And so as we even go through this study, it is just the purpose to kind of like bring an understanding to you so that you begin to have clarity and really identify and pinpoint, ah, that's my spiritual gift. That has happened to me. I mean, I, you know, I understand that I, you know, I had a lot of things that, that I knew that I could do a lot of things, and I knew that I was called to do something. Um, and a lot of stuff that we do, we kind of like volunteer to do it. You know, we do it because it just comes naturally, kind of thing. But I really recognize the Lord and the Holy Spirit begin to identify, you know what my spiritual gifts were and how they operate within the body of Christ. And that really has helped me, and I'm still growing in it, but it's helped me to align with where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do. And so hopefully this study also, this lesson, and as we go through, I'm hoping the materials that I ordered, that I have other materials, and I'm hoping that when I ordered those, those will be here shortly and that we can kind of really dig down into this a little bit deeper, but on tonight as we're looking, you know, and when you have an opportunity, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 uh, and just read through this as we now understand that there's only one body, and that is uh, the body of Christ, but there are many members within uh, one body, and in fact, uh, we look at uh, verse 27 uh, that says, now all of you together are Christ's body, and each one of you is separate and a necessary part of it. Here is a list uh, of some of the members. Notice it says some of the members. It says here is a list of some of the members that God has placed in the body of Christ. And he said, first are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who help others, those who can get others to work together, and those who speak in unknown languages. So he's saying here that there's no point and there's no need to fight and argue and fuss about gifts and spiritual gifts and, and who's gift. All of us are given a spiritual gift and that we are to use that. In fact, the Holy Spirit gives us that spiritual gift very uniquely, that when we utilize our spiritual gift, now, there may be some that are prophets, but that doesn't mean that every single prophet it, it does and operates the same way. The same thing is that there are some that are apostles and there are some that are teachers. It doesn't mean that with a teacher, that that teacher teaches the same exact way that another teacher does. Uh, The reason for that is because of the hearing of one or the reception of one, that I could teach something and somebody receive it or not receive it, where somebody else come and teach the same thing, and that other person receives it and gets it. Why? It is because each of us, although we have spiritual gifts and we're led by the Holy Spirit, there is a part of our characteristic that goes along with that. And I think we talked about that a few weeks ago, talking about leadership and our characteristics, that it is so 
something about us. It is our personalities, it is our characteristics that also combined with the spiritual gifts that then make an impact that make us different from everybody else. So although we're within the body, there's there's no need to fuss and fight or argue about gifts or about how mine is better than the other. No, because one, we worship and we're working uh, to praise one God and we are operating within the body and he has given us a distinct gift. There is a gift that each of us has, or several gifts, in fact, that each of us has, that when we operate in it, nobody else operates the way we operate. And that is a blessing to know and to understand. So, you know, uh, it says, is, is everyone an apostle? Of course not. Is everyone a prophet? No. Are all teachers? Does everyone have the power to do miracles? Does everyone have the gift of healing? Of course not. Does God give all of us the ability to speak in unknown languages? Can can everyone interpret unknown languages? No. And in any event, you should desire the most helpful gifts. So notice what he says here, in any event. So whatever it is, the thing is to desire the most helpful event, a helpful spiritual gift. What does that mean? The desire the spiritual gift that God has given you that will help the body. That should be your desire. To say, Lord, help me to identify the spiritual gift that you've given me. Ignite inside of me that spiritual gift that I may be on fire to do your will and to operate in that spiritual gift within the body of Christ. So here, and I want to jump now to uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 14 and 1, and then as we move forward, I'm going to actually just kind of open it up for comments as we talk about uh, spiritual gifts uh, and really talk about the assessment uh, that, you know, if you don't have the assessment or haven't had an opportunity to do the assessment, I would pray that you would do the assessment. I think it's very helpful, and I actually will share my assessment uh, that I did. Uh, but First uh, Corinthians 14 and 1, it, the title above it says, The Gift of Tongues and Prophecy. So it says, uh, let love be your highest goal, but also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the gift of prophecy. And I'll keep reading in the other part. It says, for if your gift is the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking to God but not to people since they won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will be mysterious. But one who prophesies is helping others grow in the Lord in encouraging and comforting them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened is strengthened personally in the Lord, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. So here uh, in, in this particular study really talks and talks about 
as we also desire to operate in in spiritual gifts, to also desire to operate in spiritual tongues, to be able to, and and not to declare to other people. Notice it gave a distinguishment that as we began to operate and we began to to speak in spiritual tongues, that we began to strengthen personally in the Lord, which means that we begin to empower. Why do we strengthen personally in the Lord as we begin to speak in spiritual tongues? It is a communication to God. Although it may be mysterious to us, although we may not understand what we're speaking and what we're saying, but even the scripture says that we speak things that are unknown, that are consciously unknown, but we speak of heavenly things. So as we begin to speak, it's like having a conversation, you know, to have a conversation and to be able to communicate. So in this level, we're communicating on a higher realm, even beyond our our, our human state, that we're able to communicate. But as we're communicating and being able to do that and speaking spiritually, and speaking words spiritually, we are personally then strengthened in the Lord. So understanding that even to have a desire to say, Lord, I, I desire to to be able to communicate with you in a spiritual language, in a spiritual way, to tap into the Spirit of God and then to be able to personally be inspired inspired, but not also that, as the scriptures say, to be strengthened, to be able to be strengthened, because when you identify what your spiritual gift is, then you become spiritually stronger, and you won't waver and wonder, you know what, am I really called to do that? But as you begin to get closer to God and to communicate with God, that then the Spirit of God begins to operate in you. And you begin to mature and to grow stronger in that gift. So um, in this assessment, there is an assessment tool, and I hope you have an opportunity to do it. It's like 125 statements uh, that you have to answer, and you kind of score yourself in these statements. So I went through these uh, 125 uh, questions in these statements, and a lot of them, uh, for example, uh, say people often ask my advice about how to apply the Word of God to personal and practical matters. So you have to kind of score. So you score number four says almost always true, number three says somewhat true, number two says seldom true, and then number zero says never true. So you kind of go through these 125 uh, questions. Another question said, I love working with my hands, creating things of wood, fabric, paints, metals, glass, etc., or making or repairing things. Well, I put a two on that because I don't necessarily want to make nothing with my hands, uh, not no fabric or paints or whatever. I like painting, but, uh, you know, not necessarily, you know, all the time. So, you know, I, I put a two on that. Uh, I put a, a a zero on doctors often confirm a miracle happened to the people I prayed with. I, you know, I've never had a doctor confirm that. Uh, I, I, you know, pray that I prayed and, and that miracles have happened, but uh, I, so I put a zero on that. 
So, you know, and there are no right or wrong uh, answers or questions. Uh, another one I put, I, I am often led to pray in tongues when I don't know what to pray for. I, I put a four on that. Um, so, you know, as I went through this uh, and I finished going through the 125 uh, questions, um, I'm just going to kind of share with you, uh, and it was a great exercise, um, to share with you uh, what was given. So I went through, and they gave lines, and I kind of scored. And so then they outlined the gifts uh, by letters from A to Y. So uh, they had, uh, you know, knowledge, healing, giving, apostle, craftsmanship to pastor, teacher, miracles, discernment, missionary, uh, prophecy, interpretation, mercy, serving, intercession, tongues, craftsmen, one, administration, leadership, creative communications, faith, evangelism, encouragement, wisdom, hospitality, and help. So in there, they, they said, you know, to break this into uh, uh, a six, to be able to identify the top six based upon your scores, when you add up your scores, and based upon your scores, then rate and identify the top six. So when I did that and I went through and identified my scores, my top score was uh, leadership. So that was my first top score. And then my second score uh, was uh, encouragement. And then my third score was teaching, um, my fourth score was pastor, my fifth score was discernment, and my sixth score was faith, and then I actually had a whole bunch of sevens, and uh, one was um, mercy and serving, another one was intercession, uh, another one was evangelism, another one was wisdom, and another one was help. Um, so those were my top six, though, uh, which kind of, you know, they talk about kind of putting a mix together, and they said separate the mixes, one mix versus the uh, mix two, and they said to really look at the, the top one. So my first top three was leadership, encouragement, and teaching, and then my top two mix was pastor, discernment, and faith. So in there, those mixes should complement each other. And so, you know, as you kind of look at that, and, and as I looked at it, I kind of looked at it and said, okay, well, that's kind that's about uh, close um, to uh, really what uh, the spiritual gifts and the things that um, I should be operating in and identifying. So uh, just from the information and, and the things that we shared on tonight, um, I kind of want to uh, hear from you uh, maybe some of the spiritual gifts that you you may operate in, and then I like to then uh, tag some scriptures uh, to that. So I'm going to kind of open the lines, uh, and again, to just to help you recall uh, some of the uh, the listing. Uh, I'll read that again for you in case you don't have the uh, worksheet. I'm going to list those uh, spiritual gifts for you again, or the gifts that are on this sheet. So there's knowledge, healing, giving, apostle, craftsmanship to, uh, pastor, teaching, miracles, discernment, missionary, prophecy, interpretation, 
mercy, serving, intercession, tongues, craftsmanship, administration, leadership, creative communications, faith, evangelism, encouragement, and wisdom and hospitality and help. And just to help you understand what craftsmanship, what they mean by craftsmanship and craftsmanship too. Uh, craftsmanship, the enabling power of the Holy Spirit to create all kinds of crafts, artistic designs, woodwork, et cetera, repairing and restoring things that enhance ministry effectiveness. And then craftsmanship, too, is the uh, enabling power of the Holy Spirit to build or repair technical items, such as computers, equipment, machines, etc., that enhance the ministry effectiveness. So so that you understand what craftsmanship one uh, one and two are and how they're distinguished. So I'm going to open up the lines if there's anybody that wants to... uh, kind of talk uh, a little bit and maybe share what you think some of your uh, gifts are, uh, that then we can actually apply some scriptures to it. And then also, if you just want to comment on some of the things that have been said thus far. So I'm going to open up the lines right now. Good evening, uh, Minister T. This is Minister Mm Yunus. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Uh, I didn't... um, um, and I'm sorry, I didn't, uh, wasn't able to complete my assessment totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I had to identify some of the, the gifts um, that I think that I operate in, I would say uh, giving, uh, craftsmanship one, um, help, hospitality, and encouragement. Okay, so let's look at let's look at some of the things that you said. So with giving, let's look at the description of giving, the enabling power of the Holy Spirit to cheerfully and abundantly meet needs, providing finances, resources, and time to individuals or ministries. So let's look at uh, let's go to Romans and let's look at Romans right quick um, with the scripture that's aligned with that. Let's look at Romans. And and we're going to go to Romans 12 and 8. And if you have it, if you don't mind reading it, if not, I'll, I'll get it. I don't. Romans 8. Romans 12 and 8. Oh, Romans 12. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Romans, what's the chapter? 12. Okay, 12 and verse 8. Yes. Okay. Uh, he he. I'm, I'm reading from the uh, New King James version, and uh, Romans 12 and 8 in my version reads: He who exalts exaltation, he who gives with gives with liberally, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Amen. And then mine says. If your gift is to encourage others, do it. If you have money, share it generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Uh, So when you talk about as far as spiritual gifts and we look at the scriptures, um, and 
identifying which spiritual gifts are yours, um, you should be able to align them uh, with the, with the, the Word of God and say, oh, yeah, that's, that's what I do. Uh, that's where I know that uh, God has led me, and that is uh, probably one of your dominant uh, spiritual gifts. Now let's look at uh, hospitality, and let's go to uh, um, actually let's go to stay in Romans. Go to Romans twelve, uh, and let's look at nine through thirteen in hospitality. So Romans twelve nine through thirteen. Let's look at that. Um, Now, mine says, don't just pretend that you love others. Really love them. Uh, Hate what is wrong. Stand on the side of good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Um, And through 13, never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. Be glad for all God is planning for you. Be patient in trouble and always be prayerful. When God's children are in need, be the one to help them out and get into the habit of inviting guests home for dinner or if they need lodging for the night. So here that's hospitality. So when you talk about, and even in the uh, identification of the, of the uh, category, it says enabling power of the Holy Spirit to provide others fellowship, food, warmth of welcome, peaceful surrounding, and shelter, even even the strangers. So when you talk about that and you kind of align with that and you look at, you know, your activities, and if you've ever done that before, that that, that is a, uh, a spiritual gift. It may not be a dominant spiritual gift, but it may be a, a spiritual gift uh, in, that, in that light. And let, let's look at the other one you said, the other three, the, other, the, the third one you said, craftsmanship. So that one is the enabling power of the Holy Spirit to create uh, all kinds of crafts, artistic designs, woodwork, et cetera, repairing and restoring things that enhance the ministry. So let's look at Exodus, uh, the 31st chapter, in the third verse. And if you have that one, if you can read that one. Okay, hold on. Exodus. Exodus 31 and 3. Exodus. Chapter 31. Okay, 31 and 3. Okay, 31 and 3 says, And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship, to design artistic work, to work in gold and silver and bronze, Amen. And read number five, too. Oh, in cuttings, jewels, the settings, and carving wood, and to work in all manner of craftsmanship. Amen. So when we talk about craftsmanship, that's being able to have that artistic ability 
to design things, to repair things, to restore things, uh, that, you know, how you can even do that, uh, you know, uh, you know, as we see it as maybe that, that's a gift that you've seen as a hobby or something that just comes naturally to you, but identifying also it operating as a spiritual gift uh, in the ministry and to be able to utilize that gift, you know, be able to utilize the craftsmanship. That could mean that if you're good at creating things and you're good at designing things, is that potentially a, 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 a class or a workshop or something for uh, people to be able to create the things that you know how to create and to how to teach them how to do that or how to repair things? Could it be that it is a ministry to, to show people how to repair things and how to make things work with the little tools, you know, to kind of be a MacGyver, as I call it, to be able to take something and figure out how to make it work. You know, is that how do you use that in the body of Christ to be able to uh, do that, is, you know, and to be able to uh, work your hands to create a, a theatrical background for to do uh, some kind of showcase or something like that. Um, I look at uh, uh, Bishop Jakes when they do uh, their theatrical kind of plays and things that they do or their skits that they do is amazing how they, you know, somebody has thought of how to set design and how to set something up with some really simple stuff. You know, they have little boxes and stuff that they create uh, to create this, this scene for you. And it's really simple things that they put together, but yet it, you get the you get the uh, essence of, of in the delivery of what they're trying to do just from the craft. So uh, as you know, we're identifying then those spiritual gifts that these are looking at how to discover your spiritual gifts and being able to then turn those spiritual gifts around uh, so that you use them within the body of Christ. Um, is there anybody else that wants to contribute, or uh, should we move on? Amen. I want to look at uh, some of the uh, the spiritual gifts um, or the ones that uh, kind of floated on the top of my list. Uh, one was uh, leadership, and it says, an enabling power of the Holy Spirit to motivate, direct, and inspire people to follow a leader toward a specific belief, goal, vision, uh, or purpose. So I'm going to look at First Timothy, um, which is one of the scriptures that's given. Um, look at First Timothy, uh, verse five uh, and seventeen. First um, Timothy five and seventeen says, "Elders who do their work well should be paid well, especially those who work hard to both preaching and teaching." For uh, the Scripture says, uh, "Do not keep an ox from eating as it treads out the grain." And in another place, those who work deserve their pay. So it it talks about uh, leadership and empowering, in this particular case, empowering leadership um, so that as they're working, that they're also, uh, you know, working and they are paid for their work. That That's one component of leadership and looking at the aspect of contributing to leadership. Another one in Acts 7, I want to look at that one as another aspect of 
of identifying um, leadership. And that really, the other one talks about kind of like full-time leadership. When you're talking about full-time leadership, that goes along with pastorship uh, and working that as your full-time job and and doing it that way. Um, let's look at Acts. I'm going to look at Acts, and I'm going to the seventh chapter of Acts to look at leadership from a different perspective. And I'm at Acts, um, the 10th chapter of Acts, um, and it says 7 and... Sorry, did you say Acts 10 or Acts 7? Acts uh, 7, Acts chapter 7, verse 10, and then Acts chapter 7, I'm going to read, I mean, Acts chapter 15, verse 7 through 11. So I'm going to read Acts chapter 7, verse 10 first, which says, uh, and actually I'm going to read 9 because it is a partial scripture. It says, these sons of Jacob were very jealous, and their brother Joseph, and they sold him to be enslaved in Egypt. But God said God was with him and delivered him from his anguish, and God gave him favor before Pharaoh, King of Egypt, God also gave Joseph unusual wisdom so that Pharaoh appointed him governor over all Egypt and put him in charge of all the affairs of the palace. So here is talking about leadership and the 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 thing that although his brothers were jealous of him and tried to kill him uh, uh, and then uh, actually he was enslaved, God uh, delivered him and, and gave him favor. He gave him favor and the ability to not to be a leader, uh, and to be a leader that was recognized uh, by somebody outside of the faith, uh, to be recognized by the king of Egypt, to be recognized by Pharaoh, and then also to have an unusual knowledge, to, to really have the knowledge to to help. Uh, Pharaoh then uh, managed uh, the issue, the, the circumstance that was going to come about uh, that Pharaoh had a dream about. So here we're talking about leadership and having then a, a, a spiritual discernment and a, and a wisdom to actually operate in, in leadership in a way that you're able to interpret a situation and then to be able not only interpret it like, as Joseph did, he was put in charge then of the affairs of the palace. He became the governor so that then he governed the activities to ensure uh, financial stability when uh Came. So uh, there we see uh, leadership operating in a way uh, that he was over somebody else's uh, m- uh, property and, and material, uh, but it was to the glory of God because it, in him leading and being able to help Pharaoh in his uh, state that he was coming into uh, with the family, he was also then able to help uh, the children of Israel because he was able to help his family, uh, the same ones that put him in the pit. He was able to then turn around and be able to. So notice that his spiritual gift did not just operate in, uh, in, in uh, what I would call an earthly realm for Pharaoh, but his spiritual gift uh, was used uh, to operate in a way that would save his save his people. Um, and then the other leadership is in, uh, let's see, is in Acts chapter 15, 
verses 7 through 11, Acts 15, verses 7 through 11, which says, um, Acts 15, 7 through 11, at the meeting, after a long discussion, Peter stood and addressed them as follows. Brothers, you all know that God chose me from among you some time ago to preach to the Gentiles so they could hear the good news and believe. God, who knows uh, people's hearts, confirmed that he accepts Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he gave it to us. He made no distinction between us and them, for he also cleansed their hearts through faith. Um, Why... Are you now questioning God's way by burdening burdening the Gentile believers, yet a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear? We believe that we are all saved in the same way by the special favor of the Lord Jesus Christ. So here we see that leadership is operating in a way to to almost correct because what he's doing is saying, you know, how can you uh, talk about the Gentiles and try to make them stick to the laws and, and try to condemn them when we ourselves weren't sticking to the law? So he he here as a leader is now not only bringing correction and clarity uh, as a leader, but also he is standing up and he is also identifying that uh, God specifically uh, led him. Uh, with his spiritual gift to be able to speak to those that needed to be converted, uh, not to his own people, but to be able to speak to uh, a nation that was not included uh, in in the promise, but to be able to speak to those and communicate that they also are now included uh, in the promise uh, because of Jesus Christ. So in that place, he is now a leader to be able to uh, communicate and give understanding uh, and to give clarity uh, to what God had had left and what Jesus had left and to then bring uh, the, the wisdom um, so that it could be revealed to everyone. So, again, now we see leadership. So in, even in those three scriptures, we saw leadership operating in different ways. And so that that's important to understand when we talk about have in our gifts and how they operate in different ways, to understand that even in our gifts and how they work, um, that uniqueness that I was talking about is that all of us are given uh, spiritual gifts, and it, our uniqueness is different from somebody else because God will use us specifically to do uh, His work in His will, and it won't be duplicated because we're unique. No one is, no one, no one the same is the same. Uh, even twins, uh, twins, they may look alike, but there is something different, uh, specifically different about them. Uh, the way they they may act, do some things the same, but there's something specific and differently about each uh, twin, and the same thing is with us, that when we operate in our spiritual gifts, uh, although I may be a leader and Minister Wade and Miss Valerie, all of us are leaders, but how we operate in our leadership and our spiritual gifts and what our leadership is supposed to do. Um, some are supposed to be full-time ministry and, and to fully do that, and, and that may be your area of leadership, where a one another leadership may be specifically to talk to a certain group of people. 
to lead those certain group of people, you know, to the to the Lord. I know there's some uh, people that operate in ministry that they're specifically to talk to corporate America. That they're specifically designed to 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 preach the gospel and to lead those that are in corporate America that don't know Jesus to Jesus. And so when you would really identify if you operate in leadership, if you operate in health or hospitality, whatever your gift is, and really identify specifically what that gift is supposed to do, it helps you to then be more empowered to then operate in that gift and that you become more confident so that then you kind of don't waver back and forth and thinking, well, should I be doing that or what should I be doing? But really, and and sometimes it's just that one gift where sometimes it may be multiple gifts. I honestly believe as you operate in one gift of, of God that he increases you, and that then you may be able you may operate in another gift and operate in multiple gifts that they even align with each other that they benefit each other uh and make more of a, a powerful impact so you know i pray on tonight that this has been Someone helping. I hope that you can kind of go through the assessment and really a, a studies assessment uh, and really look at your your spiritual gifts uh, and really try to identify uh, the ones that are uh, really uh, you know more dominant. I wouldn't say priority, but even more dominant um, because I too believe that wherever God places us and wherever we're supposed to be that then that spiritual gift will uh, be ignited and then it will operate in that spiritual gift for whatever the the church or the body needs. And and I think, you know, at times that we may operate in several areas of our spiritual gifts, but to be conscious enough to know that we are led by the Holy Spirit, that it's just not us doing it, (laughs) that when we are empowered and we're effective in what we're doing, that the Spirit of the Lord is leading us and guiding us. Amen. Are there any other comments before we um, close in this session? I just um, just want to say this awesome lesson, just the assessment part. And I um, were speaking, just talking about each of the different gifts and how they work together. And some of us, uh, I mean, and I was thinking about the bridge and it's, and it's a form, and the three of us that are together, that each of us work in a different gift, but all those gifts are combined and coming to a place where they affect the body of Christ that we're ministering to. And so I thank God that each person, as you said, we're all giving different gifts, but in our case, those gifts that each and, each and every one of us have, the three of us, that they complement the body of Christ, that we use those to benefit those that we're, excuse me, those that we're ministering to those that we come in contact with. So it's just awesome how how God does that that each of us individual each and each of us as individuals have a different goal and a different gift, but those gifts are used in combination to actually minister and to uh, help those in the body of Christ. Amen. Um and I totally agree. And even um and, and I thought it was just amazing that he had led to 
uh, the Lord had led to begin this this series, uh, and I really got more clarity uh, even from prayer this morning um, and just hearing the Lord speak about the end times and the end days and really understanding um, the purpose of the bridge and the purpose of why he gave the bridge, you know, um, and to really look at the bridge and the ministry that he has given for the bridge is for a particular season and for a particular purpose. And, and to even understand that the bridging of ministries uh, is the bridging of those those special gifts to work together for an end-time season that is going to be needed uh, within the body to really then uh, in those end times, you know, and, and to really understand that, you know, uh, although we may have seen the bridge as a slow process, uh, to really recognize that in the process that we would to, to be trained, uh, uh, to be prepared, to be ready, uh, and to now identify the areas and, and specifically where we are to work uh, within the body of Christ uh, for an end-time season, that we're coming into an end-time season and that those gifts are going to be ignited in a very powerful way uh, to be able to, uh, as he said, the, to the, that last call, and that we are forerunners uh, just as um, – as uh, John was for Jesus, that, you know, Jesus was coming, and John was that forerunner. He was the forerunner that went out and declared and said to repent and to, and because Jesus is coming, and I honestly believe that God has given not only the bridge, but there are several ministries that are out there that are, he is pulling together, uh, not independently, but collectively, because the call that he has right now is going to require that the body, it will be the body of Christ, not just individual churches, but the the body of Christ, the collective body that is empowered with spiritual gifts to operate in a supernatural and spiritual way for this end time uh, because of the great things in the the. the, the, the the dramatic things that are happening uh, in this world, uh, it will require uh, uh, the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to now go forth and, and make that, that clarion call, make that last call, uh, that, that last repentance call for those that have gone wayward, those that have went astray, those that have not ex- acknowledged the Lord Christ as their Savior, to begin to operate. And I, and I honestly believe, as the Lord was speaking today in prayer, that he is calling uh, ministries like the bridge, collective ministries, to now operate in your gift. It is time to ignite your gift whatever that gift is, to operate in your gift within the body of Christ to begin to to lead those to make that last call to before the bridegroom comes, to make that last call. And so I, I thought, you know, that it was so just amazing how he led us to this place because I, I honestly believe that we each need to get to a place of really identifying and saying, okay, specifically, Lord, 
Lord, where am I to work uh, within the bridge? Where am I to work within the body of Christ? Ignite that spiritual gift in me. If it if it is gone dormant, ignite it. If I haven't identified it, ignite it uh, in me so that I am on fire and that I can begin to operate and to be that forerunner, to be that one that goes out in these last days uh, to be able to declare that Christ is coming and to make an impactful and empower uh, empowerful way uh, that those that are lost will now come into the body of Christ before his coming. So, you know, I, I really see this and I, and I really uh, feel this and I know uh, that this is the direction that um, the Lord is giving globally. This is not just uh, here in Chicago. It's not just with the bridge, but he is raising up um, just ministries that uh, have no agenda and are not concerned with who's ahead, but are concerned with specifically working in that spiritual gift they've been designed to do into working in the body of Christ collectively and together to edify the, the church and prepare the bride for the bridegroom. Um, so, you know, I just, I really feel that in my spirit, and, and I pray you guys do too, uh, and, and really seeing that and, and really then diligently, independently and collectively really coming together and saying, uh, how do I ignite my spiritual gift? How do I now make my spiritual gift uh, operate uh, and, and to begin? And to move the ministry uh, independently and collectively uh, to do the will of the Lord. So, um, you know, I just had to say that it is really impressed by my heart, uh, and I know that uh, God is leading us as leaders uh, and forerunners uh, to do that, to reach out to our families, to reach out to our friends, to reach out to to to, to strangers, to be able and to do that with our spiritual gift, and it is to do that spiritual gift that they will come. Uh, it is through that spiritual gift that they will come from the east, the west, the north, and the south. They will come through our spiritual gifts, working collectively within the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to uh, close it out on tonight. Uh, unless there are other comments, I'm going to close it out. We're going to close out in prayer. Uh, and I, I pray that you will be able to do the assessment. And please pass the assessment on to others uh, and have others to actually fill it out as well. Uh, I think this is something that we need to share uh, so that people kind of think about it if they never thought about it before. Amen. Uh, so let us pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity to study your word and to understand spiritual gifts and, and spiritual abilities that you've given us. In fact, that we were born with, that you gave it to us, and that now as we uh, operate in, in the ministry and operate within the church, that you uh, have ignited the Holy Spirit to, to stir up our gifts and to, to ignite us and to, and to bring us uh, into a fire uh, to go forth. And so we pray that even if, Lord God, we may not have the fire, that we get the fire, uh, fire like never before, to, to go forth and to be the forerunners, to, to help to prepare the bride for your coming uh, in these uh, last days to prepare for the great revival to begin to, to go forth and declare your word. So we pray on tonight that as we go through these, this series and, 
and studying and understanding spiritual gifts that you would reveal to us individually and collectively uh, so that we can uh, truly operate in the place that you called us to. And, uh, God, we just thank you. We thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you for all that is happening. We, we thank you for the signs of the times. We see the signs of the times, and we thank you, Lord, and we rejoice in that. Uh, rejoice in knowing, Lord God, that we are in the right place at the right time and that we are operating in your calling. So we pray that we would stay diligent and, and, and not waver and not to give up, but to, to, to stand strong and to, and to continue to wait on you and to receive your wisdom and have discernment and to begin to operate in that gift that you've planted inside of us. And as the uh, Holy Spirit ignites us, that we are in fire and that that fire not die, but we continue to be on fire for you. So we thank you. I thank you, Lord God, for uh, Minister Wade and, and Minister Valerie. I thank you for their diligence. I thank you for their love and passion for you. And I thank you, Lord God, for their desire then to do your work, to, to stand it strong and to hang in there and to continue to press uh, toward the mark of your high calling and to continue to seek your face and to seek the kingdom of God and your righteousness and to continue to move, not selfishly, but Lord God, to, to continue to sacrifice uh, for you. So I thank you for them and I pray blessings over them. I pray blessings over their family. I pray, Lord God, blessings for every trials and tribulations that they go through, Lord God, that it be a strengthening, Lord Jesus, and that, Lord God, that as you begin to build them up, oh God, that they be built up spiritually in their spiritual gift and that their spiritual gift begin to ignite even more and that they begin to operate and that others may see that the glory of God is around them. So I thank you, Lord God, for them and I thank you for all that you're connecting to the bridge. I thank you, Lord God, for the connections that you're making. I thank you, God, for the places that you're about to take us into. I thank you, Lord God, for the overflowing blessings. I thank you that you worked with us and that you molded us and made us and you aligned us under the window of heaven that we receive the blessings of your overflow right now in the name of Jesus. So I just give you praise, Lord God, that you're blessing and that you're blessing so, Lord God, that we may be continually diligent. We may be like Joseph, Lord God, to begin to orchestrate and to begin to, to manage and to begin to do administration in the preparation, Lord God, for the time and the season when people will desire, Lord God, and won't have. But, oh God, that you will build up the church, that we will have uh, enough in the storehouse. Oh, we just thank you, Lord God, for what you are about to do. So we pray, Lord God, that we will continue to stand, and, and when we get tired, that we keep on standing, and that we'll continue to move forth in your word. So I, I just give you praise on tonight. I thank you for this lesson. I thank you for empowering us and leading us. And I pray, Lord God, that you will continue to bless us through the rest of this week. I pray that open, the open doors are open and the flowing of blessings uh, that come down will pour upon us, Lord God, that we may continually be a blessing for the body of Christ. So I thank you, Lord God. I give you all praise. I give you all glory. And I give you all honor in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. I thank you so much for being on the line and, and sharing on tonight. And, and I pray that you will share this recording as well and let other people know to, to come to talk to you and just listening to our series. Um, we'll be back on next week. And we're going to continue. I ask that you do the assessment so that then we can go a 
little further and we can share a little bit more. I'd love to hear what your assessments are, and uh, then we'll continue on in our study, uh, Understanding Spiritual Gifts. I say God bless you. This has been The Bridge uh, and The Bridge Network, and I pray that uh, you will uh, join us again for fellowship and worship. Uh, you can uh, check us out on Sundays at uh, 1.30. We're at uh, the University Church uh, on the second floor. Uh, at one thirty on Sundays, uh, so you can check us out at fifty six fifty five South University uh, in Chicago, Illinois. So uh, God bless you on tonight, and uh, have a great week. Amen.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.